Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Sylvia F. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, May 24th, 2018, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 62, the third paragraph. This is the how and the why of it. And we're going to read through two paragraphs ending with we were reborn. Today's readers are Pia S. on the 12 Steps, Libby E. on the 12 Traditions, and readers of the text are Julie E.B., Elaine T., Terry H., and our newcomer greeter is Melanie C. The share ID for Wednesday, May 23rd, the 10 a.m. meeting is 11,448, and the share ID for Thursday, May 24th, 7 a.m., is 11,456, 11,456. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Pia S. to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, Sylvia. This is Pia S. Um, thank you for your service. Um, I'm recovered in Florida. So this is the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made the decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me deserve it, Sylvia. Now pass. Thanks. Thank you, P.S. I will now ask Libby E. to read the Twelve Traditions. Thank you, Sylvia. Good morning. I'm Libby E., a recovered compulsive eater in New York. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 
Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OAS Dutch ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Libby E. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share in what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book, and it's on page 62. We're on the third paragraph, which starts with this is the how and why of it. We'll read through two paragraphs, ending with we were reborn. And I'm going to ask Julie E.B. to do our reading. Julie. Hi, this is Julie E.B., gratefully recovered in Colorado by the grace of God one day at a time. This is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father, and we are his children. Most good ideas are simple, and this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arc through which we passed to freedom. When we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer. Being all-powerful, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life as we felt new power flow in as we enjoyed peace of mind, we discovered we could face life successfully. As we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. I'm so grateful uh, today uh, for all the service on this line uh, that has brought me uh, to the miracle of, of every day. Um, in this program, and um, I just these are these paragraphs I've gone back to again and again. There's a little crack in the book at this section because I have to open it so often. Um, I was addicted to playing God, and uh, I thought I knew what's best for others, even though most of the time I didn't know what's best for myself. Um, but it didn't work. I mean, this is the reality of my life. Um, it doesn't work. When I lean out, when I lean away from God, when I'm not focused on what these uh, paragraphs are talking about, it just doesn't work. If you're new on the line, if you're struggling on the line, recovered on the line, what about the concept of freedom? Passing to freedom, the absence of subjugation. I found that the food was never a reliable higher power. It never gave me freedom. It always demanded more. Neither was my self-will a ticket to freedom. It always demanded more. 
Nothing, as we've been reading the last week or so, nothing was ever enough. This idea is so simple. God is the director, the principal, the father. We just get to do our part. We just get to be agents. We get to be children. Whenever I ask God to remove fears, and this section talks about um, how we can live a life free of, of fear when we become conscious of his presence. The word conscious means awake. For me, this process is about being more and more awake uh, to something higher than me going on in my life, and then I lose fear. And the image now I have almost all the time when I ask God to remove my fear, show me how God would have me be, is just a growing, unfolding child of the universe. That's how I'm being reborn. That's why I don't have to stay in fear of the future, living out the resentments of the past, or um, continuing in the harm of the present. I can be safe and protected with one simple job. How can I contribute today? How can I be useful? I was devastated last week when someone in my family lost their job they were looking for. Well, it turns out that uh, I went about my job and just was speaking to someone. And now that person has an interview for a job not at a retailer, but a job in their field on Friday. Uh, because of a connection. And the one thing this person's always struggled with is that there's a higher power. And now they're saying, this does seem like a God thing. That's what it means to each day contribute to life. Thanks for letting me share today. And I pass. Thank you, Julie E.B. Okay, we're on page 62, the third paragraph. This is the how and why of it. And we're going to read through two paragraphs. Who would like to share? Ginger C. Brandy M. Marie J. Okay. Let's slow down. And I let me tell you, I got Ginger C., I got Brandy M., I got Marie J., and I got a whole lot of nothing otherwise. Tell me who I missed. Okay, I got PSS. I've got Liat TD. I got Chevy H. And I Debbie got K. Terry A, and I got Terry H. Was there someone else I missed? Okay. I hate to miss anyone, but okay. Sherry KB. Oh, Sherry KB. I thought I heard you, Sherry. Okay. So I've got Ginger C, Brandy M, Pia S, Marie J, Liat T D, Chevy A, Terry H, and Sherry KB. Great lineup. Ginger C, if you'll start, Brandy. You'll be uh, right behind Ginger. Great. Thanks so much, Sylvia, and thanks uh, for your continued service. Ginger C., recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. Hi, honey. Hi, darling. If we could have everyone mute so that uh, Ginger could be heard. Go ahead, Ginger. Okay. Um, I just love this last sentence. You know, we were reborn. We have entered the world of the spirit. And how does that all happen? How does this come about? And it's the beginning paragraph. We quit playing God. We gave up. We let go of the wheel. We surrendered. And how did that happen? Because I ate every beautiful bite that I had to eat. I kept doing my research until the food finally convinced me that I was really in big trouble and that I needed help. So again, I am so grateful for every beautiful bite because one less bite and I may not be sharing this message this morning. This powerful message that we're reborn. I don't do this stuff. I'm an addict. I lie, cheat, and steal. I self-destruct. I always wanted a good life. I always wanted to be happy, joyous, and free, but I never knew how to get there because I kept relying on self-reliance. I kept relying on ginger. Self doesn't reduce self. It's about a power greater than me. But it's unbelievable what happens. Again, this pain, pain is the touchstone to growth. And thank you, God, for loving me so much that you've brought me into this new place and this amazing place. Now, I actually think 
of you before me. My whole life was about Ginger and Ginger's show and the little plans and designs I had and how you were going to make me happy and you were going to make me okay because I never felt like I mattered. And then I realized that I was created from love, this higher power, this God. And now my mission and my goal every day is just to continue to return home to this perfect source of love. God is everything, and God keeps me safe and protected as long as I just keep showing up. So I'm just so in so much gratitude for vision, for this big book, for finally tapping in. And it all is in the action. It's never what I'm thinking. We've got to stop the thinking. Get out of your head. It's a sick place. Get into the doing, because when I got busy and I got better, I followed the practical program of action. I did these, this work. I just did whatever my sponsor said. I didn't care. I just wanted freedom, and I wanted to be happy, and he kept asking me, how free do you want to be? And I wanted to be free, and I want to even be more free. And I have a daily reprieve because I have an ego that edges got out, and I have a disease that is silent and sneaky and always is wanting me back. And until my last last breath is taken, I have to keep fighting. So I'm so grateful we're treasured it. And don't stop, especially if you're recovered, because so many people are in pain on the line and outside the door, and they need to see your light. And God is shining it through if you're recovered today. So I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Ginger. Brandy M., followed by Pia S. Good morning. It's Brandy M. Can I be heard? Yes, Brandy. Recovered in Alberta, Canada. Um, this I needed to read this today. Um, the how and why of it. Had to quit playing God. Um, I had a glimpse yesterday about what it looks like when I stop relying on infinite God and I take back the finite self. And I did a million steps yesterday. I felt like that's all I did because my will is so strong. I want what I want. And, you know, my disease, even though the food is down, my disease shows up in other ways. My disease shows up in the way I react to people And yesterday, I just seemed to always be in collision with others and wanting my way. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, it was really cool to do my nightly review and be like, this does not feel good. Before, I used to get off on that stuff. I used to get off on, you know, practicing my will and, you know, telling people that they're wrong and hurting people's feelings. Like, that, that did not bother me. I didn't care. But... I always picked up the food because obviously I couldn't handle the feelings that I felt last night because it does bring guilt and it does bring remorse. But for today, I have a God that I can turn that to. And, you know, this is where I use the term progress, not perfection. I'm not going to be perfect at this every day, but I do get up with the intent to share with my higher power and to live a life with him in the sunlight of the spirit and some days I'm not, I'm not perfect at that, I'm, but I am progressing. And thank you, God. Thank you, God. I can say to my kids, I'm sorry. That was so selfish of me. I embarrassed you. Like, I never did that before because I was too much in my self-will and justified. And today I can turn to God and, you know, I do feel that I am reborn. But I also remember that I have a disease that speaks really loud. And it can be heard in very different ways. And the steps are what gets me through that every day so that I don't need to carry it. So I'm so grateful for this program and grateful for the people on the line. And, you know, if you're struggling, I spent 20 years in this program just doing the next right thing that I thought. And now that I've been showing showing the program of recovery, life is different. And... I have a life beyond my wild dreams. And so for that, I'm so grateful. And thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Brandy M. Pia S. by Marie J. 
thank you. Um, thank you, Sarah. Thank you for your service. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Um, this is Pia S. Uh, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Parkland, Florida. And oh boy, these two paragraphs—they're—they're they're so powerful. And um, uh, it, they tell me that I play God every day. I am the one who tells everyone what to do. I'm the police, and I take upon myself to make sure that you follow my rules. And um, I totally run the show. And um, and every time uh, that I do that, do that, there is no room for God to put good things in my life. Um, playing God in my own life kept me from from all of the uh, the amazing things that God had planned for me. And for over thirty years, no, forty years actually, I've been doing that. And um, but I, but I don't do that anymore. I I try to. Uh, work this program every day and and when they talk about this triumphant arch I look at it as a um, as a bridge um, that a bridge the bridge that I choose to step onto that I don't I don't see the other side yet but I but I'm taking the steps to cross it to cross that bridge to freedom and I trust that God will hold me and um and like a lot of other fellows have shared on this um, step three is that it's very powerful to read it in uh, in the in the eye tense, I think you call it. So the last um, one of the, uh, uh, yeah, the, at the end of this reading, it says uh, about as I felt new power and I have to say, as I felt new power flow in, as I enjoyed peace of mind, as I discovered I could face life successfully, as I became conscious of his presence, I began to lose fear of today, tomorrow, and the hereafter, I was reborn. And that is what's happening if I choose to step onto that bridge and just hold on to whatever I can, like all the people that are there to support me and just walk over even though I don't see the other side yet just trust that there is freedom on that other side and um, yeah that's what I wanted to share and and this meeting is the way to go take the, take the hand of this meeting and use it because it is just so powerful and it's helped me in my recovery so yeah just wanted to share that thank you Sylvia I'll pass Thank you, Pia S. Marie J. followed by Liat TD. Thanks, Sylvia. This is Marie J. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I'm recovered gratefully in Colorado. And I wanted to talk about this idea of playing God, which shows up very subtly in my life. And I don't always catch it right away. And last week, for the last few weeks, I've actually been talking about my husband a lot because he's my greatest teacher and my gift. And I was really grateful to be in the pause, even though I had four days of discomfort in the pause. I wasn't reacting and I wasn't raging. But it's not enough for me not to rage and then still hold resentment and self-righteousness in my heart. And I beg God to remove these shortcomings because I can see clearly what I'm doing. I have the knowledge. I get it. I see it. But it's all in my head. And until it gets into my heart, God isn't going to remove them because I still have my fist firmly wrapped around holding on to them as tightly as I can. And I can't ask God to remove something that I'm holding on to with all my might because God can't peel back my fingers from my fist and make me let go. I have to open up my hand and offer these character defects to God. I have to loosen up my grip and Give these character defects away, all these defects that say I'm right, and I have to let go of my sweet and kind and charismatic manipulation that, that drives me to still get my way, but do it with good motives. You know, I think I'm acting in recovery, but I'm still holding tight to get my way, and my motives are good, so I get confused. But it's not God's job to pry my fingers open and make me surrender, no matter how much I ask for it and how much I say the, wor the words. 
And a few days ago, I had a resentment of one of my, of my best friend of 45 years. And I, I wanted to set a boundary because her, beha- her behavior was affecting our relationship. But the truth was I was trapped in the dishonesty, the belief that I don't matter, and I held her responsible, and she needed to be told. That's where I was stuck. And over two days in this pause, I asked God to guide me. I was really working to surrender it. And eventually I was able to stop thinking about myself and the lies that I tell myself that I don't matter and it's her fault. And I was able to start thinking from her perspective, what's going on in her life? And she's got issues and everybody has issues, but I was able to shift my thinking and that was when I loosened my grip of my self-righteousness and fear. And that's when I opened my hand and surrendered and gave it. And then God could take it. It just gets lifted. It's just gone. I let God be in charge. So I didn't need to do anything. I was free because God could take it from me because I let it go. You know, when God doesn't answer my prayers, it's because I'm holding on. I'm holding on to some self-righteousness. And so this paragraph is so powerful. Established on such a footing, we become less and less interested in ourselves. My heart opened when I surrendered, and all that pain was replaced with love. Thank you for listening. I pass. Thank you, Marie J. Liat TV, followed by Chevy A. Yes, good morning, everybody. Um, You know, I'm on the line most mornings, and... I'm so happy to be on the line with you. And I always share how much I love you because I do. I love the compulsive overeater because, especially, you know, we get to recover together and that's the most exciting thing in the world. And then we also get to uh, relate to each other's pain, which makes me closer to you. And uh, I'm really sad this morning because uh, one of our dear friends, In this meeting, um, two nights ago, took her life. Someone dear that we listened to and heard her voice and shared her joys. And and I know personally, because I met her and I love her, um, she took her life because it's a crazy disease, you know. And uh, I'm really, really sad. And it's really sad time for me. just wanted to share it with you. You know, it's you know, we get to, you know, I, I feel so lucky. It feels like it was said before. I feel so blessed that I was given this gift, but I don't take it for granted. Um, and it doesn't come, obviously, to everyone, you know. And, you know, it says God is the Father. I don't get, you know, which I was reading from this other book this morning. I don't get to tell, I get to, we get to share this program, not to tell it. I can't tell it to anybody. I can't make you. I can't make, not that, I can't make you do things, but I can't make the transformation. I can't have, make spiritual experiences happen. And, you know, I, you know, God is the Father, you know, and I just speak. And I love you all, and I wanted to take the rest of the time. Uh, to take a little uh, of my time, a moment of silence for our dear friend who took her life because of pain, obviously, and any and her family suffering right now, and anyone out there who's hurting. And I pass, and I'll if, I, if we can take a few minutes, a few seconds of quiet. Um, Liad, I appreciate the. Uh, um the sentiment and the um, and certainly we're in mourning. We can honor those who we lose with service to those who are still suffering. And so we will continue with Chevy A and Terry H, and we will carry the message to those still suffering. Go ahead, Chevy A. Hi, this is Chevy K. Can I be heard? <clears throat> yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for your shares this morning. They are so inspiring. Thank you. Um, So what I wanted to focus on was um, God was going to be our director. He's the principal, and we are his agents. And to me, the secret to implementing this, the magic formula for me is humility. 
And when I realize that God is running the show, God has a path for each and every one of us. God has a role for each and every one of us. God has a plan for each and every one of us. He has a plan for my husband. He has a plan and a role and a path for my children. And he has one for me and everyone around me. And when I can humble myself and I can allow God to run the show and not Chevy K, then I'm content. Then I have an inner serenity, an inner contentment, and I'm not fighting. But when I take back that control, and when Chevy K knows better, and when Chevy K is judging and analyzing and deciding the outcomes for situations and everyone else's life path and journey, then I am filled with inner turmoil and discontentment. So the more I focus on others and what others should be doing and my designs on other people's paths, I am distant from God. And when I release other people and when I release myself to God, I am able to connect more. I am able to accept. I am able to grow my relationship with God. And, I, and that takes humility. And only when I'm there and I'm in that place can I have inner serenity. Without that humility, I'm disconnected. So that's just what I wanted to share today. And um, thank you again, everyone. I pass. Thank you, Chevy A. Terry H., followed by Sherry K.B. Hi, everyone. My name is Terry H., a recovered compulsive reader, bulimic anorexic in North Carolina. Uh, very grateful today, very grateful to be alive this beautiful day. Um, we were reborn, those three little words. That is the description of me. Um, I have, I'm a different person today as a result of working this program and working these steps. Um, I had to have my higher powers help. You know, I had to quit playing God. The selfishness that I had in my disease and, and throughout my life was killing me. It was definitely killing me. And I had to, you know, um, turn that over uh, to God and allow God to be the director. It wasn't hard because all my life I was in control based on fear and shame. You know, I hid, I ran away, I isolated, my, I, and, you know, I binged, I purged, I restricted. You know, I, um, I was dying. I was, I was killing myself. And once I was able to, you know, see and, and understand that I couldn't do it any longer and turn it over to my higher power, you know, I have a tough time with that word surrender. And surrender is really not in the, in the big book, but turning it over to my higher power, you know, I was able to be open to change. You know, it wasn't an easy task because all my life I was doing things a certain way. And now I'm learning and I'm open to doing things a different way. And I'm seeking right direction and right thought through my higher power. God is my teacher today. My higher power is my teacher. And I am a student and I'm constantly learning. And, you know, the freedoms and the peace of mind that I have today are so worth the work and the actions that I take each day. I like this part where it says, when we sincerely took such a position, you know, I heard on the line someone share one time that taking the actions is what transforms me. Someone shared earlier, we got to get out of this thinking and theory. We have to get into the actions and doing the work. Because if we're not doing the work, you know, um, we're allowing, you know, we're, we're trying to be the director again. And, you know, sometimes when I get into that, I need to be the director mode or, or thinking, you know, I have to do a little more work. And take a little more actions. Um, you know, God, it, it says here that, you know, God will provide what I need. And so far, my higher power has provided what I needed. When I do the work and I show up and, I, you know, I, I, I put, you know, other people um, before me and taking care, you know, and I also take care of myself. You know, the peace of mind that I get, um, 
is just amazing. It is amazing, but it does take work. And, you know, I'm a different person today, and it takes courage to, to step up and step off that, you know, step off that cliff with complete abandon and know and trust that your higher power will protect and care for you. And I'm just really grateful for that today. And, you know, just one more day and that I can have peace of mind and serenity and freedoms to do the things that I enjoy in life. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Terry H. Sherry KB. Star one, Sherry. I'm sorry. Good morning, <laughs> there you go. Sylvia. Good morning, everybody. It's Sherry KB in Northern California. Uh, very grateful, recovered compulsive overeater, and so grateful to be on this line today. Uh, so grateful. Um, thank you for your service, Sylvia, and everybody on the line. Um, you know, um, I, um, I've been listening to everybody and, you know, just really looking at these lines. And, you know, it's amazing to me because the last thing that we read yesterday said we have to, we have, to have God's help. And then in the ne- this next paragraph that we're reading this morning says, this is the how and the why of it. So it's telling me exactly how to do this. How to how to ask for God's help? How to how to be able to live my life from here on out? And so it's saying, you know, um, that I had to stop playing God because it doesn't work. And then it says next, so that's the next thing I'm supposed to do. And that in this drama of my life, I have I'm going to let God be my director. That that He is my principal, um, and that I'm His agent. Um, that he is my father and I'm his kid, and that um, it's very simple, but I can make it complicated, Um, and that this is going to be the keystone, the foundation for me from here on out if I want to be free. And so then the next one that it says is that when I sincerely look at this position, all sorts of remarkable things will follow, and you know, um, I talk to people a lot who go, I'm having such problems with my job and this and that. And I'll go, well, you know, I've always been told that God is your employer, not, you know, not the person you work for, but God is your employer. And so here it is right here. And, you know, um, I I can lean on God so much. And, you know, th- there are things that have happened recently that have just really made my heart very heavy. But I know that I feel the calmness and I feel the serenity and I feel the peace from my higher power that I can walk through things, even hard things. And I'm just very grateful for it because I do feel this this flow and this power within myself. And I know that it's due to work in the steps. It's due to, you know, um, following the directions in this book and uh, being on this line and... Uh, because I want to stay recovered, and I want to continue to have peace of mind, even through um, hard times, and um, and just you know, with with having God's presence for me, and I know for all of you that um, you know I I begin to lose that fear, and not that I don't get in fear, um, I do, but I know that God removes it when I ask for that, and I'm just grateful for all of you, and God bless you all, and thank you so much, and I pass. Thank you, Sherry KB. Okay, we're on page 62, third paragraph. This is the how and why of it. We're going to read through two paragraphs, and I will take another list. Reggie O. Liz T. Okay, I've got Reggie O, and I missed the next person. I'm sorry. Roz G. Liz T. And Roz G. And there was someone else. Daryl B. Daryl B or D. You can correct me when we get there. Okay, B. Terry A. S. Okay, Terry A.H. and was that Eileen? Eileen. Okay, Eileen, uh, what was your last initial? S. S. Okay, I'm I'm not sure we'll get to everyone, but let's give it a try. Uh, I'm sure we won't. Uh, So Reggie O., Liz T., Roz D., Daryl B., Terry H., and Eileen S., and we only have 11 minutes, so we'll just see how we do. Reggie O., go. (laughs) Hey, good morning, Sylvia. Thanks so much for your service. I, and this is Reggio in, in greater Los Angeles area. And I just 
I love these promises. They are absolutely amazing. And when we and I so and I just love what everybody shared this morning. I get so much from it. <clears throat> and um, I was think I was reminded back a line that struck me when I went through the steps uh, the first time in vision for you back in the doctor's opinion, and it said, um, in nearly all cases, their ideals. He's talking about alcoholic people. Their ideals must be grounded in a power greater than themselves if they are to recreate their lives. And, you know, here we are at these promises that, you know, where we had to, how do we do that? We had to quit playing God, you know, we, we had to quit playing God and take our rightful place, you know, as actors. I guess I should talk about me, you know, I, I had to quit playing God because I was certainly doing that. And I had to, you know, and I have to day by day, moment by moment, take my rightful place on this stage of life which is uh, which is doing God's will. What is that? You know, I don't always know what it is. Um, but it, this promise is that when we sincerely take this position that, you know, remarkable things follow, and it goes on to say what those are, a new, a new employer who provides what we need if we keep close, provides what we need if we keep close. And it doesn't say in this area or that area. It says every area uh, established on such a footing and here it is we let go of that self-centeredness i let go of that self-centeredness which for me is huge you know and i i become interested in what i can contribute to life and i i I was uh, just in in georgia for two weeks uh, visiting my family and i'll tell you i saw the steps there like i've never seen them before and i was grateful every single day for them uh because I don't know how much my family had changed. It was the first time I had been there without my mom. The last time I visited was four years ago for her funeral. And, uh, but there was, there was a lot going on. I was far from perfect, um, and I will say that. But I, I had these steps to carry me through. And, you know, things showed up that were challenging, you know, life situations. My, my sister's daughter became, uh, had a, had a uh, very serious health issue and was uh, critical and you know they called the call the family in the first i guess about halfway through the week and i rather than getting that relaxing vacation i wanted i drove my sister to atlanta it was about three and a half hour drive and back and stayed there with family and all the you know what goes on and in, in family there's a lot of addiction in my family and what goes on you know when that goes on and I um and you know I I just I was relaxed almost the entire time I rested in what for me I've never rested before and it was the first time that I have been abstinent in my family home in Georgia for probably 20 years and I had my bottle of olive oil and a corner cabinet where I, that I would usually be my first go to and I guess the go to things were still in there but I didn't even think to look for them uh, it was a beautiful amazing trip and it. And this, and I actually experienced uh, all of these promises there. Not, not all all the time, but I was doing a lot of praying. I was working six and seven. I was working eight and nine. And I'll pass with that. And uh, thank you, Rick, to be able to share. Thank you, Reggie O. Liz T. Followed by Raj T. Hi. Good morning. My name is Liz T. Recovered compulsive overeater in Minnesota. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, Liz. Okay. Great. So uh, I was recently reading this uh, paragraph with the sponsee, and I remember sharing with her, um, you know, some of these words in this paragraph at first, my first time, or even maybe my second time through um, with my recovered sponsor reading that it made me bristle a little bit. You know, I had to quit playing God. It didn't work, really. Uh, I had to decide that in this drama of life, God was going to be my director. He's my principal. I am his agent. He is my father. I am his child. You know, um, I had to, I, I came in with prejudices about this being, you know, um, a male um, written by men and and all of that. And, and, and so I, it's interesting now going back through again and reading with the sponsee and, and seeing it with more open eyes and clarity as a recovered woman that, gosh, you know, my my ways a lot of times put me in positions mm-hmm. to be hurt. And so my troubles, I think, were basically of my own making. Like I'm starting to concede to that, to my innermost self, that that um, a lot of my old ways were, were, were harming me in, in a lot of ways. And so... It's refreshing and gives me hope that that I'm I'm more open to to these words. And you go into the next paragraph about God being my employer. 
um, you know, I own my own business. And it was such a relief to realize that my business has a higher power and it's not me. And I can turn over a lot of the really difficult decisions um, in life and regarding um, my work and career over to that same loving higher power that removes my obsession to eat compulsively. It's such a beautiful thing. And I'm just so grateful to be on this um, road, happy road of destiny with all of you and to hear my sponsor share on the line. It's just such a beautiful thing to be on this a spiritual path with all of you. I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Liz T. Roz G. followed by Daryl B. Thank you very much. My name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Los Angeles County. And it was pointed out to me a while back that there's four descriptions of God here. The director, the father, principle and the employer there's four ways that I can count on God in my life of course he's everything to me and one thing that I've done a lot in the past is I've made other people God in my life especially sponsors I've I've done that and I guess that's okay But for me, there's come a point where I have to really have God's help. Of course, I need sponsors in my life. I need other recovered compulsive eaters in my life. But when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, I need God. And, you know, I have a – I can relate to every single one of these these adjectives, these descriptions of God in in these different areas of my life. Uh, there was a time in my life where I wanted to be a, an actress, and I still like the theater. And when I think of uh, actors on a on a stage, uh, they better have a director because actors are filled with egos. And I'll tell you tell you from experience, my big ego wanting to always be the lead. But you know, the director needs to tell me where where to go. If I do it on my own, I'll screw up the show, and so will all the other ego filled actors. I work as a teacher, and we have a principal. Each school I've ever worked at has had a principal. We need a principal to be able to lead the school. I've had a father. We all have a father. My father was not really a guiding kind of guy. He's still in my life, and through uh, a lot of maturity, through step work, I've learned to have a relationship with him, but... I have to count on God really to be the father of my life, to direct me, to give me guidance in the important decisions I need to make. I'm God's child, and I'm also my earthly father's child. It's different. And with employers, I've you know been working since I was the age of 16, and I've always had a boss. And usually, uh, many times, I haven't liked my bosses. Well, that's because of my own insecurities and my resentments and because I didn't think that they were doing what I wanted them to do. You know what I'm saying? So today I have to think, okay, I'm working for God. When I go to work, I'm working for God. So I have to put put my best foot forward, little noise in the background. And I'm so with that, I just want to say that I'm so grateful that I have these descriptions of God, that I've turned my will and my life over to God. I hear the timer And thank you so much for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Roz G. Daryl B., I have two minutes for you. Hi, this is Daryl B., Southern California, compulsive overeater. Can you hear me? I can. And I'll time you for two minutes. Thanks. Okay, that's wonderful. Yes, I'd I'd like to just uh, comment on uh, a line from page 62, God was going to be our director. And then on the top of 63, when we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. And I was told by my sponsor at the time I took my third step 30 years ago that uh, that hang on to your shorts because uh, you're in for a heck of a ride, and it's been that way. And I look at my life today, and I look at my life then. There's no no even comparison to the two. 
and uh, I owned my own business when I uh, came in here, and I uh, tried to practice these principles in business. It uh, it hurt my business, and yet uh, we had uh, a, a buyer come and buy the business who approached us and paid us overpaid us for the for the business. We got uh, reimbursed for uh, what it would have been if I had uh, continued on the dishonest business-like uh, practices. And uh, and then uh, I ended up going back to school, and then uh, uh, my I opened a practice as a marriage and family therapist. I had destroyed a marriage before I came here, and I had uh, messed up uh, with my kids uh, from my first marriage. And I God turned it all around. He gave me a new marriage. He gave me a new career. And uh, today I'm. Uh, uh, and when we opened, when I opened my practice, uh, uh, my uh, sponsor had me uh, write up a contract and have my wife and I both sign it that God was our employer and we we're working for Him. And uh, uh, I'm ready to retire, but God hasn't given me the uh, the word yet. And I'm uh, 78 years old and, and uh, still uh, still doing His work as best as I can. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Daryl B. That's all the time we have. Uh, uh, thank you to everyone who shared, and thank you to Team Thursday. What a great job supporting this meeting. We will now close from the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And I will now ask Elaine T. to read on page 164. Thank you. This is Elaine T. Um, currently in Virginia, usually from Pittsburgh. Um, recovered just for today. Thank you, God. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will just constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.